Unleash the power of knowledge and connect with the heartbeat of the African diaspora. Download our African Diaspora News Channel app now on Google Play and Apple App Store. Stay informed with authentic and diverse perspectives, breaking news and cultural insights. Immerse yourself in a community that celebrates unity, resilience and progress. Experience the vibrancy of the diaspora at your fingertips. Don't miss out. Empower your perspective today. Search African Diaspora News Channel and join the conversation. You know the thing about Kenya is sometimes they try so hard to align to Western ideologies and and tore the line. They don't know where to tore the line, right? They don't know how to live with their neighbors. Take a country, for example, like Rwanda. They're not the biggest and the favorite child, poster child of the West, Kenya is, right? Because Kenya is easily manipulated and because of the nature of leadership that we have. But unfortunately, sometimes they forget to know where to draw the line because we have a minister going on television talking rubbish about their neighboring country and their president said, oh, I see you have things to say. I have things to say too. You have your people, your own people, barely making ends meet, naked on the streets, no food, no nothing, and you are there talking about, I mean, going to, you want to come and teach Rwanda what to do or change what is in Rwanda with what. You know, for them, once the pocket is full, for, for them, the rest of the country, their own people can go to hell. How are you doing? Welcome to another episode of Our Conversations. My name is Andira Ganga. I'm a business journalist by profession and a digital content creator. I love coming on here, having conversations with you guys about black people, Africans, our empowerment, and how we can rise up and take our rightful place at the global stage. You can connect with me on social media at Andira Ganga. Now let's get into today's video. Most recently, Rwanda had their Umushirikiano Day, which is a national dialogue day. And this is so interesting because rarely do we see this, where we see civic engagement between the leadership and the people. And the president sits in those engagements and the people of the country, the business community, everybody comes, sits and they have a conversation. If you have an issue, you raise it. The microphone goes round. If you're not satisfied with certain government functions, you raise it and the president is the one who will address it. I don't know if you understand how significant that is. Now, for me as a Kenyan who's used to poor public service, it baffles me that the kind of service that they have in Rwanda, they still find things to complain about. There was a time there was no electricity in Kenya for the whole day. They didn't have electricity at the airport for a whole hour. The airport was leaking at that time. It was raining. We, our blackout here in Rwanda, because it was an East African blackout, it didn't even last for an hour. People on Twitter complaining about the blackout. That is just how high the bar is in this country. Yet it's not even high enough because the president says there's no room for mediocrity and poor leadership and they all sit down. Last year, um, there was a man that complained of how he was being frustrated to get a business permit. There and then the president called out um, the leadership and said, I do not want to hear about that next year. Right now, if you go to open a company in Rwanda, it takes less than 10 minutes. 10 minutes and you're done. Go try it in Kenya. Go try it elsewhere. Go try it in, in, in another country and then come and tell me how long that process took. But still, they recognize that good public service is an ongoing effort. 
and this year during Omoshiri Kiano, I was just laying context so you can understand what Omoshiri Kiano is. The president did not hesitate to also answer the people that are always throwing jabs at his country. Now, if you're new to Rwanda, they have had the same president for 21 years, 21 years. President Kagame has been in power for three terms. He was supposed to be in power for two terms, but they amended the constitution to allow him to vie for more terms. And now he'll be vying for another term. And should he win, that would make a total of 28 years in power. Now, when you're sitting from the outside, you'd be like, oh, democracy, yeah. There also have been very legitimate questions about human rights. But as someone who lives here, there's an African product proverb that says, do not cry more than the bereaved, yeah? If you go to the funeral and you find that the owners of the dead body are not crying, it's not in your place to scream. It's not in your place to roll on the ground. And I think that is what many African countries do not recognize. Whatever differences Rwanda and the West have, that's between Rwanda and the West. It's not up to you to inherit that beef because they're your neighbor. You live with them, right? Kenya already has trained diplomatic relations with um, Tanzania. They're not in very good terms with Uganda. You want to also spoil your relations with Rwanda. And there's always this false sense of supremacy that is derived from the West because we are the Western poster child, because we're fools who lack autonomy of thought and we just follow whatever it is that they lead because we want to remain in their good books and we want money. And so Kenyan leadership just regurgitates some of the horrible things that the West have said about Rwanda. And, you know, um, one Kenyan leader went to national television and spoke down to a diplomatic country. And the president said, okay, we're taking it there, so let's go. And he answered back. And listen, let me handle this from the Kenyan point of view and also from the Western point of view. Right now, if you want to attack Kenya, they're so vulnerable. And not like physically attack, like if it's just an exchange of words, the country is so vulnerable, you know. Economists predict that the currency would have lost double its value in less than 10 years, lost double its value. By December, the dollar could be trading at 200 for, for $1 would be 200 shillings. You know, they have so many taxes that businesses are beginning to close down. Kenya used to be that country that had stable electricity, forget it. There's no infrastructure. When it rains, it wipes out everything. It's a country that is flooding. Just give it a couple of months, there'll be drought in that country. They're broke, could not even pay the euro bond. The IMF had to come and bail them out. Unemployment is high. Our president is a spectacle and not in the most flattering way. Yet this is a country that chooses a war of words. And when it comes again to the West, I think that the West refuses to acknowledge that there's a method to the madness, that there isn't one cut for all blueprint, that whatever works here might not necessarily work at another place, that they also have challenges, challenges that they, they are struggling and they're working towards addressing and nobody's always poking holes at those challenges. If anything, they've trained us to celebrate all the good things that go on there, but give them grace or sweep under the rug all the things that are not going great. While they come on the continent, they do the complete opposite. They will take a moment to remind us of all the things that we're doing wrong and ignore all the things that are going great. And that is the cause of the problem here. And I think that the president wanted to set a tone and say, if you come for us, we'll come for you. Let us establish that 
unless we are at your door begging for money, begging for help, let us be. Let us be. Let us be in our poverty. Let us be in our, um, in our, how do you call it? What's the opposite of civilization? Let's be in our uncivilized society. Whatever it is you think of us, we're fine by it. We know who we are. And that's what matters to us. You have your people, your own people, barely making ends meet, naked on the streets, no food, no nothing. And they're talking about, I mean, going to, you want to come and teach Rwanda what to do or change what is in Rwanda, with what? You know, for them, once the pocket is full, for, for them, the rest of the country, their own people can go to hell. That's what we see around. Instead of thinking of changing what is in Rwanda, why, why don't you change what is in your own country? First of all, that is not correct. Secondly, it is even impossible for you to do. Well, thank you so much for watching this video. Thank you for being here. If you made it this far, comment down below what your thoughts are and give this video a thumbs up. I'll see you again next time.